0: I'm <laughs> up guys welcome back to director showdown season nine episode whatever we're talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen, we're just we're just I've talking one of the best movies yeah ever made one of the canonical uh classics i
1: guess yeah before we get right into it mm-hmm. will you want to do a sincere apology for not being on time for our schedule because uh if oh, you haven't man. heard th- the news <laughs> we can't handle a
0: little snow here in texas yeah we got so, a little overwhelmed down here just a bit <laughs> uh your boys are okay we're fine we're, we're all good yeah. um yeah nice warm but i mean i was i was i was gonna say man we can't start we can't we can't to start uh we can't start apologizing for missing weeks now i mean we just do it so often uh but uh i mean we this would have been hey, out you know at least this was a legitimate excuse <laughs> we did yeah we actually had an act of god yeah. uh you know because i don't come up with
1: excuses for the weeks that we just <laughs> you know fuck up but yeah you know, acts of god yes
0: yeah why not You gotta appreciate them while you know while we've got them. uh and you know who i appreciate yeah that we have this week we got brian menard back
2: Thanks. I yeah. appreciate you guys having me back. This is great. Mm-hmm. It's been way too long since I've seen you guys. Uh, I'm like just yeah. energized by just being here and talking to you guys. It's great. Yeah, man. That's it's been nice. a few months. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was Sean, uh, prior guest. Sean's uh, birthday, I think, that we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Your last. brother. Your brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a fun night. That was a really fun night. What, what was the last episode that you were on, Brian, for uh, the podcast? Oh,
2: man. I don't remember. What
0: you were was? on a you were on a bigelow. No, no, no. Last season, I'm sorry. Last season was Y T D and T D yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think you were on that season, right? Do you remember doing one of those? Ooh.
2: I watched all those movies along with you guys. I I get mm. so confused because I listened to you alls show and I watched the movies. You're like, after was you I talking on about one? one? <laughs> yeah. I like I, I did go through and I watched all of the uh, Edgar Wright movies and just like loved it. It was yeah. great. Mm. Shit. Well yeah, man.
0: Uh it's good to have you back and we're gonna have some fun talking this movie, I think, for sure. Um mm-hmm. Lawrence of Arabia. We didn't well, say it yet. Orange I'm just gonna get it out
1: of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Orange of Arabia. If if you didn't know, that's the prene- correct pronunciation of Lawrence. Is Oran's is Oran's per this movie. And I promise I was I was honestly confused for like a good chunk of this movie when they kept saying (laughs) orange, I thought it was like some term of endearment for like a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it's just, it's
0: just, Oh, it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He has this long British name that they don't want to, they don't want to try to, or they can't say, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, Brian, so what's your like relation? So we're obviously talking Kurosawa and David lean this season. Um, have you seen many of their movies? And uh, yeah.
2: So I probably, I probably have seen more David Lean movies than I even realized because it's a name that I hadn't known before you guys started talking about it on this show. Yeah. Um, but I've, I heard of all his movies, right? And so yeah. it's one of those guys who was making movies before I was born. And as I was growing up, I'd hear these names. Lawrence of Arabia, Bridge over River Kauai, all these... I don't even even know the other movies he has. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was before I was even aware of the people that were involved. They were just fantastic stories to me, right? Yeah. So, I don't know how many movies I've seen from David Lean, but I really enjoyed this movie. Have you seen some Kurosawas? Kurosawa, yeah. Um, Samurai, flicks. I know, our generation kind of went through a whole kung fu samurai anime thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely have seen some Kurosawa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He also I think has been more directly referenced as influences for like really popular um, franchises now like Star Wars and things. So Mm -hmm. uh, he was someone who I was a little bit more aware of than David Lean, but David Lean blew me away with this movie. It really did. Like I just see all the seeds everywhere. I see the seeds of like the things that it grew into and just some of the technical achievements and some of the shots that I saw in this movie just blew me away. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, I mean, Adam and I, I think last week on the
0: uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai episode talked a lot about how, like, it's such a, that movie is such a, like, they don't make them like they used to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, type of movie. And then this one, even, like, further, I think, is, is a movie like that, where it's just like, fuck, man, you just don't see anybody doing anything on this scale anymore, um, mm-hmm. practically, you know, it's like, you yeah. can, you can fill, you know, I, and I feel like a movie, maybe like Lord of the Rings kind of like ushered in what a movie like this, you know, is now, or it's like, you know, tons of like groundbreaking CG and those movies are great, but it's like, it's, you don't have that visceral, like, holy shit, man. Like, how did they do right. this? Yeah. You know?
1: Cause I remember, uh, texting you Brent, like how, like the, the, the raid on akaba was just like, oh, we don't, yeah, we don't see this shit ever. We don't have a really objective view of like a battle scene and actual like practical stuff, while like more modern cinema kind of cheats a little bit where they like. I'll I, I'm, I'll pick on Game of Thrones like Battle of mm. the Bastards, which was great. I love that episode. Yeah. But I I remember just noticing it was was a lot of close ups and a lot of like sequence action sequences based on like an individual like tearing through like a horde which is like a lot easier to do in a in a production standpoint than having like hundreds of extras Mm -hmm. somehow (laughs) coordinated from like a mount like on top of like a, a cliff or something and like having them ride a fucking fucking horses into a town and just raiding the fuck out of it and it's like you don't yeah. see that yeah. you just don't it's yeah if you do it's CGI
0: nowadays yeah and it's like <clears throat> from the number of people on screen to like the length of the shot like the one you're talking about in particular the the Akaba raid it's like it's just like from left to right sequence of like hundreds of people uh, you know, like all storming, you know, this, uh, kind of, uh, fort by the sea. Uh, and it's, it's fucking insane. Like I asked myself multiple times, like, man, how did they do this logistically? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like it was from, you know, the little, i kind of read about the making of that. It sounds like it was. Insane, Like I think over a hundred horses died Oh my! in really? the production of this movie. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's shit like that where it's like, okay. Like I, I understand why yeah. we don't really do this anymore. Cause like they were a little, you know, the fucking, uh. Cavalier is the, probably the word. Yeah. Before. I mean, yeah. I mean, lean was a fucking wild man. He yeah. fucking was like, yeah, we're going to do all this, you know, uh, all these horses are going to like, everybody's going to fucking storm this, this city and we're going to film it all uh well, that's what's yeah. so great i mean
1: that's what's so great about being somewhere or in any industry at the at the cutting edge when you're in the wild west and like anything is like fucking you can do anything you know maybe there's some negative consequences, obviously, like mm-hmm. stuff like that, but having the freedom to be able to do something so um so wild is exciting you never and that's why it's like. I don't, I I feel like this movie will be treasured, you know, for generations to come because you just, you'll, you'll Mm -hmm. never see this. You'll never see it again. Yeah.
0: It, it ages in a really fascinating way. I think it ages like incredibly well because it's just like when you do all this shit practically, like you blow up a goddamn train. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have real biplanes flying over like a battlefield. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just insane spectacle. Like there's a reason why we were trying really hard. I forgot if we mentioned this on the last episode, but we were trying really hard to see this in a theater. Mm. Um, I had emailed, you know, a couple of establishments. <laughs> that got won't some, be named. Yes. Yeah. That, that won't be named, but uh, gave me some, you know, less than desirable uh, uh, replies and, and uh, kind of uh, rates, I will say. Uh, one in particular, come on, guys. What are you, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, a
1: particular movie chain that is supposed to be in support of moviegoers and that rhymes <laughs> with Malamo.
0: Smooth. That's a, that's the smoothest Smooth. rhyme I think you could. <laughs> I didn't say it. You didn't say it uh, didn't and say nobody it. knows. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we really want it because I was like, man, I, I've seen this movie multiple times. Mm. But it's like, it's, you know, like 2001, when we heard about 2001 coming to IMAX, we were like, oh, we got to see it. And this is just one of those that, you know, I'm sure it'll play in a theater again soon. Uh, Not soon, but it'll play in a theater again. And I'm definitely going to see that. Um, But yeah, what was your experience watching this movie, Brian? You hadn't seen it, right?
2: Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I... I didn't even realize how much of this movie I had even been exposed to before. Mm -hmm. As soon as it kicks on and you see like uh, a black screen, almost like 2001. The Overture. The Overture. Yeah. yeah. yeah, The music is just so iconic and just immediately wrecked. I was like, that's where this is from? (laughs) This music that I've heard everywhere? We're going to talk about this. Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) it's just basically
0: for like decades after this, it was just like stolen.
1: Yeah. Really? So uh,
0: The Mummy... Really, basically, has this score. Uh, the one that's even more direct. What? Oh, you, S- yeah. Stargate. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Stargate music yeah. is. Yeah, is the music from Lawrence of Arabia. It's well, insane. yeah, because
1: it has the uh, as the what is it the chords for the Egyptian chords or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the, the desert, and yeah, yeah. I told Brent like, did did David Lean steal off Stargate?
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So as yeah. I'm watching the opening few minutes, mm. um, I write I write my notes. The opening music is delightful. Hell I'm yeah. being transported to a different place. Okay, now it's too long. <laughs> Uh, it went on a little bit too long for me that's fair
0: i kind of feel that way about a lot of overtures i feel like uh i'm glad we're talking overtures man because first of all bring them back bring them i love an overture uh uh, the most recent one to have it i think was hateful eight right Mm -hmm. hateful eight did have like a Mm -hmm. little bit of an an overture
2: it's like an appetizer yeah you know it sets the the palate Mm -hmm. what's amazing is because this movie is so long i broke it up into two days in mm-hmm. that second day, coming back after the intermission, and you yeah. hear that music again, it brings you right back into the place. I think it's just it works so well to just transport you into the desert.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it yeah, it really does. Like I, I put this movie on and I turned off like all the lights off, and I was so it was basically for the first like four minutes sitting in a fucking like dark room, and I felt like I was like, man, I feel like I'm in a goddamn theater right now. This is so great. It's a really. Uh, like really, just transports you. Um, what, what else was I going to say about the? Oh, over, we're talking overtures. Overtures. Uh, obviously, two thousand one is a great one. Um, this one is great too. It's kind of yeah. The overture in this one kind of goes through the entire. I think it plays snippets of every theme, like every mm-hmm. musical theme in the movie, kind of giving you like a little yeah, like an appetizer to the the movie you're about to imagine. Watch. Like seeing this and then having
1: a live orchestra, like actually fucking
2: yeah play that'd god the, that'd be great then the, the kind of long overture
1: would be totally cool with me you know yeah just to hear that the swelling of the music you know that reminds me i saw um this is totally tangentially related mm-hmm. but i saw symphony of the somethings it was like a legend of zelda i forgot what the name of it. legend of zelda like orchestra play oh, downtown shit. at the majestic theater and uh it was fucking magical. Like yeah. or- orchestras yeah. are fucking
0: amazing yeah. and we need to go to those things more yeah. often. Absolutely, man. Great. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, I wanted to go to that one so bad. I yeah. remember hearing about that. I went to a, you know, on brand for me, a Star Wars one that was uh, mm. fucking incredible. It was just like so yeah. cool being in a fucking, like a, a room designed to listen
2: to. It enhances you know, it. It's something. Yeah, yeah. The only one I've ever been to was... uh it was the San Antonio like mariachis and like dance company during a fiesta one year.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And one song in particular, dude, they had this guy come out and play a harp and it Mm. made me cry. It Mm. sounded so amazing. I just (laughs) couldn't believe that it was possible (laughs) that people could make this and that he could just do this whenever he wants. It was just, a, it's fantastic. It's like, I can't, find the words to describe how mm. beautiful that music was. Do you, was. Hell do
1: yeah. you have awesome. that feeling when you listen to beautiful music, the the tingling sen- sensation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So do I. Only a rare oh,
0: not yeah. too many people have that sensation actually. The I, yeah, thing. the Yeah, man, music yeah, music I think more than many other like when, you know, we've talked about it a lot in this podcast like I cry a lot during movies a lot of times, it's tied directly to the music. Like I mm. I've like kind of like figured that out. Um and yeah. Have you, it was random at this one, there was a concert where I didn't even know the band playing, but I walked up and they were kind of like La lot Like the guy was kind of like shout screaming and it was like really emotional. And I started like tearing up and I was like, God damn, man. Music is like the best music yeah. is like the most incredible thing. Uh, just like how easily it can just like tap into something. Um, mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the score for this movie is, is like one of the best things about it. That's great. Everybody stole from it for the next like fucking six decades basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um
2: yeah. Overtures,
0: bring them back. <laughs> That's number one. Well,
2: um, so you're asking me about like my first experience, right? um mm-hmm. For anyone who's never seen this movie, definitely go watch it. Feel free to finish listening to this podcast because I feel like it's a movie that you can't even spoil. Just the more you know yeah. about it and the more you see it, I feel like the more you're going to appreciate it. Um, this movie, to me, it was, I was blown away that it was about the character, which I know is going to sound really obvious because the movie is named after him, but I was expecting like a crazy war epic, which mm. it was. But for me, my biggest takeaway was just how fascinating this character, Lawrence of Arabia was. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: Th- yeah. That, that's another like thing that taps into the, they don't make them like they used to. It's like this movie is fucking massive. But ultimately, it's like a character study. It's like goddamn taxi driver or something. It's yeah. like, but it's huge. It's like told on the grandest scale.
2: Like possible. the yeah. the overture ends, and you see this really interesting shot of a motorcycle. That shot's and so he good. gets onto it, and you see these really intense handheld shots where he's going real fast down the street. And I'm like, what's going on? This is cool. And you see <laughs> like a there's a danger sign, and you see him speed up. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh this is
0: fucking wild man. I
2: guess first like spoilers, right? This is like the first movie that I'm aware of where the dude dies at the beginning and yeah, the rest of the movie is flashbacks. Off. I was just like, yeah. "Whoa, what hey, is going hey, on with this?" Uh uh, uh no citizen kane citizen kane okay well i've never hey, seen uh, citizen kane yeah yeah oh, um citizen so that might be part of my problem but uh, <laughs> yeah. i was just so surprised this movie happen? just surprised me being yeah. like 80 years old or however old it is it's just yeah. full of surprises uh that's the yeah. yeah dude that's uh another thing we were talking a lot about
0: the season is like that's that's something that you kind of realize about like classic movies is like when you watch them it's like oh okay this is totally original and unique and like weirder than i was expecting because like you think you like i don't know i'm trying to think of uh like a a boring example of a classic i don't know can you guys think like i'm i know there are some i know i've seen some that i was like i don't know i was just kind of like okay i get it you know and i can't think of one offhand. there's one that people love people
2: love that christmas movie it's a wonderful life i can't watch it no i get bored
0: uh, I, I like that movie. I think that movie's
2: pretty good, but...
0: My <laughs> gosh, uh, what, what, uh, am I going to be... Uh? <laughs> you, you want the moon, Barry? I'll catch, I'll, catch, I'll, catch, I'll catch the moon. Whatever, I can't do this one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, fucking, what was, what was I just going to say? A Christmas Story? Is it That one I kind of don't... Yeah, the one with the kid. Mm, yeah. I kind of don't
1: get... I don't get it either. That one. Everyone goes crazy about that movie, though. That's, that's a That's like a,
0: a classic now, and I kind of don't it's fine i you know what i watched recently and mm. kind of just didn't click with was vertigo
1: yeah vertigo um, i
0: was i was kind of like this is yo, doing weird shake. shake yeah
1: alfred hitchcock is you know Uh-oh. he's all right
0: <laughs> no, no I, rear I, window I, slaps that that one okay rear
1: window's good, good yeah i i don't uh, it, it's like the same it, i don't think it's alfred hitchcock's fault but it's just like how I think I told you this brand the look right, yeah. yeah, it's all stage lighting, and it's like I can't handle stage lighting after yeah. being spoiled with good cinematography, like fucking, yeah. you know, I know Deacon shit now, and it's like, why are you why are you blowing out these people's faces, you know like <laughs> with light, yeah, and no shadow at all, and it's just it just seems so just blah to me and i can't handle it you know
0: uh, yeah it's so interesting because he is kind of the main inspiration for what i would assume is your favorite director right yeah like he's he's christopher nolan's kind of like biggest influence i think like he's been on the record saying that oh well, yeah um, i mean i don't yeah.
1: doubt that i i know alfred hitchcock like is one of the best directors that ever
2: you know did yeah did the thing but you just you're picking It's an aesthetic preference yeah. for yourself. It's, I mean, that's what I'm hearing. It sounds yeah. like it's an aesthetic preference yeah. based on like technical limitations at the time. Mm. Yeah. But where
0: like Psycho is just so like...
2: Psycho's a little... Psycho
1: yeah. is tolerable because at least like it's black and white. So yeah. In an era where they were past... Yeah, yeah.
0: They were kind of past black and white and you like what But when back. it's in color, it's like, like why are you doing all this stage yeah. lighting?
1: Look, looks, a little, looks a little weird. I'm Al. inspired. Yeah. Um,
2: it's interesting that you guys brought up um Hitchcock, because I, I went and I started, I was so interested after watching this movie, I wanted to know more. And so I found some interviews with David Lean and he talked about that scene. I'm like getting ahead of it in the plot, but there's a scene where, um, RNs and his first guide go to a well and it's like a major like turning point in the movie. Um, Mm. but the way they paced that out, David Lean was saying he was inspired by Psycho with Hitchcock with the shower scene being so horrifying, mm. all of the scenes leading up to it, the shots leading up to it, are really boring. Like nothing's happening. People are just kind of sitting yeah. in that room. And in this same sequence, um, in Lawrence of Arabia, where this guy comes out of the, the desert and there's this really interesting mirage shot and oh, I love action's that. about yeah. to take that, place. Yeah, That's so good. But before the action, he builds this tension by just making it really boring. Like, mm. yeah. uh, they're at the well. Uh, Orens is like whistling. He lays down. He's like bored. And then it hits. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to see uh, these guys inspire each other and how these techniques it's, build and yeah. they become
1: more effective. It's, it's just like uh, what Nicholas Winding Rifen said. He said, violence is like sex. It's all about the buildup. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you, you can't just come. <laughs> you got you got to you got to you got to work us in a little bit, you know? Yeah. Give us some tension to work
0: off of. That's that's so cool too because Psycho was like a pretty recent movie for him mm-hmm. to for him to kind of compare. I, another thing I had read too is that he said he was uh um influenced by the searchers and like John Ford, which makes sense. Cause this movie has so mm. many like beautiful open Vista shots and stuff. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the well scene in particular, just the goddamn like blocking and the staging of it. Yeah. Of like, um, I forgot the guy, the guy who dies. I forget his name. I wrote yeah. it down somewhere, but, um, uncle Ben, I called
2: him. He felt like an <laughs> origin story to me when I saw yeah. him die. I was like,
0: Oh, uncle Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you have, and then you have, uh, Lawrence on the left and then, you know, it's, it turns out to be yeah, uh, Omar Sharif or Sheriff Ali, yeah. right, uh, approaching in the center. But yeah, it's just so long the shot, and it's like tense, and he's slowly approaching, uh, only for yeah, him to just kill his friend. Um, yeah, that was when Air, um, Lawrence understood the
1: reality of uh, his situation, but still stick stuck to his principles, mm-hmm. which is seems like a, th- a recurring theme in. Um, in David Lean's films is uh, the not necessarily it, it well it shows you know how important principles are, but also the consequences of sticking to your principles because mm-hmm. it's how it was in uh in Bridge over the River Bridge is it Bridge on I don't know bridge yeah Bridge on, on the River Quay yeah yeah, yeah. And with Alan Guinness's – yeah, yeah Alan Guinness's character being very true to his his uh, principles. And Ooh. what what ended up happening with that? Because, like, you know, Lawrence of in the the whole. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll get into it. Why why not? Right? Yeah. Like Lawrence of Arabia. His his principles were him like, you know, being being emotionally intelligent, being like this leader to these uh, these these diverse amount of tribes, and thinking of himself almost like an Alexander the Great type person. Mm-hmm. and sticking to that narrative, even saying like how he's, you know, he's extraordinary. He said that to the general Allen, Allen B. I mean, you know, not many people just straight up say that you're, you know, as an adult, at least saying that you are <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah. And then seeing how the result of that, um, you know, falters and actually like, you know, mm-hmm. what, when reality hits, what, how this character responds to it. Yeah. Particularly the, the yeah. when
0: the Turks um, capture him. Oh uh, boy, yeah, for sure. Like, he, yeah, it's. Uh, and getting back to what you were talking about, Brian, how it's like it's like a character study. This this fucking right. huge movie. Yeah. It's like he's so fucking odd and like so <laughs> like idiosyncratic that like when he's introduced, he. He, like, throws everybody off. He has, like, a different energy than anybody. He salutes yeah. wrong. They're just, mm. like, who's, like... He who's walks fucking- wrong. He yeah, could- he, like, walks odd, too. Yeah. Um. They're, like, send him to Arabia. Basically, like, I read that as just, like, just fucking, like, get him out of here. Yeah. Like, let's, like, send him over there, see what he can do. But they also, like, realized that he's intelligent, mm. too. Like, that he's, like, a very studied guy,
2: you know. Um, yeah, he's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, the... I don't, they introduce you to him and he's in like the barracks or something with a couple of guys and he's playing with matches. The Prometheus scene. Oh, yeah. Is it the Prometheus yeah. scene? I don't,
0: uh, mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
2: Is, is there a name for this? Why no. is it?
0: Oh, no, no, no. It, it's the scene that's literally in Prometheus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
2: Did, oh, did they steal that? Did me? they take the whole match thing and put it in Prometheus? Yeah, yeah. Well, they wow. took the, the
0: footage, right? Oh, and no, it's, yeah. Uh, actual- David, Michael Fassbender is watching Lawrence of Arabia. He styles oh, yeah. his hair after... Lawrence of Arabia.
2: And he models his character after Lawrence of Arabia. As well. But yeah. this is the thing I, I want to say is that it's interesting what his character does. He takes a match, he lights it, and then he puts it out with his fingers just to feel the pain and to practice not minding it. And mm. to me, that's like the first thing that I, I learned about this character was, this is a guy who doesn't mind pain, but he chooses when he wants to do it. Because
1: mm. like a
2: few minutes later on, he's being assigned his... like. Mission
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he lights a match to for someone, and you think he's gonna do it again, but he just blows the match out mm. and I'm like, oh, he's choosing what he's gonna do. he decides I'm gonna go to the desert, I know it's gonna be hard, mm. but I'm gonna go do it yeah and um in the scene that we were talking about this uh well scene, it's really early on in the movie, but he's not Lawrence of Arabia yet he's not orange. he's just private Lawrence and he's English, all of the 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 um I don't want to call them foreigners, but the natives. The natives the natives, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The natives uh want to call him English because that's what he is. He's just an English <laughs> guy to them. Yeah, yeah. And that scene is just interesting to me. Uh he's forced with this choice of am I going to confront this person who just shot my guide or not? Yeah. And the guy comes and he throws a gun at his feet and he like says, "Oh it's not my gun." he like rejects violence mm. and he's leans back on his tools and he's like, "You can go do whatever you want, you can leave me here because I have a compass, I'm British, like I'm fine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and as the movie goes on, he loses his compass, he loses the name British, he becomes Lawrence of Arabia, and yeah. he just his whole thing on violence changes, and I just think that arc is just so fascinating, yeah mm. um." That's what I really, yeah. really liked about this movie.
1: Apparently, sure. the the real T. E. Lawrence, there's theories that he he was an actual masochist, like, like actually
0: into it. Yeah. Well, I bet that's what. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway from this viewing is that like he's low key, uh, kind of a psychopath. Like by mm-hmm. especially by the end of the movie, he's fully like you know Adam and I, you know, we were talking a little bit about when we'll get back to the scene, but it's like kind of jumping ahead uh, the kind of massacre scene, he's, yeah. he's waiting on his guy to give him permission to kill these people. Cause he wants to do it. And then when he gets that permission, because they kill one of their guys, he's like, fucking, we can do it now. The gloves are off. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think like the, I, I, I don't want to speak for the real man, but I think that that is definitely something that like David lean is, is playing around with in this movie for sure. You mm. know how much, like, and he tells his, uh, Corporal Captain, I forgot who, uh, which guy it was, but he tells him, like, like he liked it, he liked killing the guy. Yeah, you he know?
1: enjoyed yeah. it when he executed, um, mm-hmm. Gassim. Gassim, Gassim,
0: yeah, Gassim. the same guy who he had to save. Oh,
2: that's yeah, see, it's the character yeah. who starts valuing life so much, he's really just upset that this guy wandered out of the desert and shot his guide. And he's so upset later that he lost a man that he's gonna go risk his own life and try to pick him up, and he saves him. Yeah. And he has to change. He has to go and kill yeah. that same guy to prevent further bloodshed. And then he likes it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the yeah, that's so that's issue of it complicates. Uh, yeah. the issue of Prince sticking to your gun sort of thing. And also politicking, you know, like, like yeah. he has to weigh all those things. Like, w- w- is, is, is is Lawrence the type of person who's pragmatic or is he an idealist you know he starts off as an idealist and Mm -hmm. turns into someone more pragmatic i'd say i mean that's a light way of saying it um but he also leans into the more negative emotions that he feels later on which kind of give more internal just
0: not external but internal justification for his actions you know yeah i uh yeah when you said internal i thought about brief encounter again Mm. and that uh yeah like david lean is definitely always conscious of what's going on internally inside of characters and that's not something that is very easy to portray like in in brief encounter uh you know it's done so with uh like monologues and it's like you know the the voiceover thing which everybody says is a crutch and it's like by the time it gets to like lawrence of arabia it's like he doesn't need that it's like it's Mm. he you know it's long it's a long enough movie that he has like multiple opportunities to show you what kind of like character he is like uh I, i love that early moment when um when uh he is like offered a drink with his guide when they're going to see yeah. Prince Faisal. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's like, No, I'll drink when you do. Yeah. It's just such a like he's trying to adapt to the desert. He's like, I chose, you know, I wanted to be here. I'm gonna do my best to kind of like adapt to how do they as the live. Romans
1: do, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he wants to be because like he never really belonged in England. Mm-hmm. So I guess he he was trying to find is it, is this a possible home for him?
0: You know. Yeah, like, do I belong yeah. here? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah,
2: interesting. I thought he was um, trying to buy credit for himself because mm-hmm. the uh, the guide mm-hmm. is assuming, oh, you're a British dude. You're going to need more water. Why don't you go ahead and drink? And he looks at him and says, "Well, you're not drinking. You don't respect the other British guys. How do mm-hmm. I get your respect? Maybe I'll do what you do." Oh, okay. And then I later, mean, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, 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 a little I bit later on, they're yeah. they're eating dinner yeah. and he tries his food and you can tell it's gross. It, yeah, I, he does that it again. Great, He's like, yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm then gonna, he straight up yeah. gives
1: him his gun, you know, yeah. as a way of uh winning this guy over. So it's like uh I keep wanting to say Arab Larry. Um I'm sorry, <laughs> it's too late now. Um <laughs> it, it, and he uh he ch- wants to he he cares about these people, and I'm wondering I'm wondering what you all think about those motivations because he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about British people. It seems like, Mm -hmm. you know, like when he, when we're introduced to him, he doesn't really give him a time of day or like how, you know, how he doesn't really respect his superior officers. And he's just, Mm -hmm. he doesn't seem very, I guess, proper British, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yet when he's like talking to these people, these, these, these
0: natives, He wants to win them over. He wants to gain their trust. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think I'm a little cynical about his intentions because I, I kind of view it as, I don't want to say it's like a blatant power trip thing, but I think he, yeah, I think he, he realizes that he kind of like belongs here. He obviously he, you know, um, See, in, in my head, I think he, he just did the math of like, I need to go the extra mile. I need to go back and get the guy who got stuck in the desert and bring him back because that is how I can, you know, win these people over. And it's how he ends up winning them over, you know. But uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's maybe I mean, a little it, cynical. It, but it
1: can, that can be a component. I don't think it's so black and white of like, mm. you know, I mean yeah. that's 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 the complexity of the human condition right like mm-hmm. it is the same thing cuz he obviously does care about human life um yeah. i mean the emotions that he, sh- that he showed when he uh executed Gassim, you know he he didn't look like he was necessarily enjoying it maybe after the fact you know once it once it like you know started happening he probably enjoyed it but like the hesitation before was the uh, that kind of human side to him, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> just kind of a, a amalgam of different motivations and yeah. different emotions kind of clashing together because, you know, discipline and, and being civil and having that sort of like backing of like, I guess like, I don't want to sound like imperialist, but like, you know, civilization coming to these brutes sort mm-hmm. of. Mentality yeah. that the British people had, yeah. you know,
2: influencing the situation. What an interesting question, man! And I, I that I hadn't crossed my mind before what his motivations might be. But I think I'm, it is
0: complex. I think you're, yeah, I, yeah. You yeah, go well, ahead. But I think, it's I think you nailed it. Yeah. That his
2: motivations change throughout the movie. It's, mm. It has to be because he changes so much. Um, but that is an interesting question. I, I got to start asking myself that more often. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think
1: that. At first, you know, just like how y- y'all discussed with the matches, he was just a guy who was like, I'm bored. Yeah. He I to do don't adventure. like I don't yeah. like fucking painting on these goddamn maps. Yeah. And if you look, and I read a little bit about Lawrence's uh, history before, you know, the events in this film, like the actual guy. Yeah. This guy loves like just going on adventures. Like he like he walked like a thousand miles to see castles and he mm. would bike. He's an avid bike rider. He would just go all around Europe just looking at castles on his bike. It was crazy. Like, he was a very athletic guy. Yeah. And he just loved, like, looking at, like, antiques and stuff. And that was his thing. So it's like, I, I would imagine that someone who's like that being stuck in some barracks and just drawing on a fucking map is like, nah, dude, let's... Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go see the world and let's go check things out, you know? Yeah. And then then
2: it started Yeah, as soon as he gets there, he realizes, oh, I was an alien in my Mm. own homeland and I'm here now and I'm still an alien, but these people are accepting me Mm. and they're putting clothes on me and he's getting more comfortable. And then, then his motivations change and...
0: All the stuff, yeah. All the stuff where, where he gets the robes. Yeah, I love how much like time it devotes to that. Where he's like, kind of like spinning in the desert, and he's like, mm-hmm. "This is fucking cool, man. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, like I belong here. This is great. I, I mean, I don't look like all awkward in my mm-hmm. fucking you know shitty little British." Uh, I think the,
1: the true pivot point would be when Lawrence meets up with the uh, his his the Colonel. I forgot his name, but the the. The British officer who's already with the Prince. Mm. And uh, the Oh, you're talking about
0: the first time meeting Prince Faisal?
1: Yeah, Prince Faisal. Yeah. And they're in the they're in Prince Faisal's tent. Allenby? After just being attacked. And uh yeah, the but, first
2: guy's like, you got you guys need to retreat, go to this other place. Yeah, he's
1: being very uh, commanding and mm-hmm. kind of belittling Prince Faisal's like uh Wants and opinions of the situation. So he's like, you can't, you're fucked. You can't deal with this. You need our help. Like he's, yeah. he, he doesn't really necessarily think that Faisal has the, the knowledge while, um, Lawrence kind of spins a, a, a thread of being a little bit more charismatic and considerate a Prince Faisal's position and how mm-hmm. to smooth him more so than yeah. the colonel. And then Lawrence realizes that the, he, is a, he can operate with more freedom within this culture than he can do <laughs> in the traditional uh, British army role. So I think that's when things started changing for him, yeah. you know, like his opportunity and what he can do
0: yeah i love uh i, I that seems great uh mm. where yeah they're having their meeting and then i think it is alan b is that right that's the general uh shit you're alan right. B's the um the the, the guy colonel who, brighton yeah colonel Brighton. i think brighton uh yeah where he's like i don't want you to say a word like yeah. this is my like, gig shut the you're, fuck you're, up. yeah just fucking yeah. shut up and then like when like Yeah, like Lawrence like starts kind of like eking his way into Mm. the conversation to the point where like by the end Faisal's like, you know, everybody leaves and then Lawrence just fucking like stays because he's like Motherfucking
1: Lawrence is finish off finishes off a quote from the Quran. Yeah. It's like, dude. That's a yeah, that was such a baller move. Power move right there, (laughs) dude. You know? Hell yeah. Like this this colonel guy doesn't doesn't know your shit. I do. I respect your culture. Yeah, exactly. It's like kind of It's it's so interesting because like I think I think it's like that kind of dual dual motivations where you don't like to someone who doesn't like imperialism will say well look at that with goggles Mm -hmm. saying he's just slithering his way in Mm -hmm. while someone who is like a more sympathetic towards Lawrence's condition will say no he actually loves like the culture and you know, cause he fucking yeah. knows
2: the Quran. Like you pulled it out of his fucking ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a okay. dual. They were, they were yeah. reading that off as he, when he walked into the room, mm. he borrowed that from what they were already saying. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh, I thought, I thought he just, they, they were having uh, a prayer. They were having a prayer yeah. before the meeting started and mm-hmm. he picked up on that thread and applied it to what his argument mm-hmm. was. So it was, that's kind of even more, yeah, yeah, really impressive. even
0: crazier. Uh, yeah, no. And then that, that same scene has the quote, uh, you know, Faisal says something about how unclear his loyalties are. He says like, who, who are you loyal to? And he says to England and to others. Mm. And it's just so like, fucking like, he's just like, yeah, man, I'm fucking like, yeah. I'm just, I'm out here just winging it. Yeah. Like I'm workshopping it live out here in the fucking I'm out in desert. I'm yeah, out here. It's me out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh, what is the other great quote? Oh, there is nothing in the desert and no man needs nothing. That's, uh, kind of a fun, that little, was fun. Mm, little one of the point.
2: ones that i wrote down is really dumb um <laughs> yeah. as he was like leaving camp and everyone was like all the orphans were like hey pick me pick me uh let me be your servant and he's yeah. like no 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 and then eventually the line that works is i can't afford it and i wrote that down yeah. and i'm like oh it's such a great way to blow people off
1: yeah if they're not listening
2: yeah. to you say no just like i can't afford it i can't afford like, it well, they're Yeah. yeah.
0: what are you gonna do all Right? like yeah yeah that's great um Gotta remember that for when I go on <laughs> vacations and and everything. Um, oh yeah, but uh, I do I wanna shout out like the the wild uh you know, I guess there's nothing else to call them but like set pieces, but I think right after that scene, or right I guess right before it is the crazy like biplane attack. Yeah. Right. And that's just fucking nuts because it's just it's just real biplanes uh flying over and like dropping yeah. bombs and like shooting at their at their camp. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, that's just shit that you don't. All of see. it's
2: nuts. Now, like all of it being real and on location, just adds so much to it. Like as they're walking through the desert and you see these long shots and there are no, you know, they took more than one take, but there are no camel tracks from the previous take. And you mm. just see the craftsmanship yeah. that they put into this, that they were able to coordinate all of these people yeah. with, with what probably radios or something like It just seems impossible with like international, especially those fucking
1: wide shots from like a mile away. Yeah, and it's like yeah, what do you? It's like are are you you start recording and you you hope that them they're going? I don't know, dude. It's fucking nuts. That's
0: yeah. I wrote down right under biplane attack. How the fuck do you manage this set? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just there's got to be like half a dozen to a dozen people, yeah, with radios who are just like, yeah, we've got a uh, sixty of the extras here. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I mean, it was a nightmare to shoot. Like, um, a ton of the extras would get impatient, they'd get bored, like they would be, they would not be the best at listening. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it was apparently, you know, chaos to to do those. Specific and you gotta rely scenes. on your
1: cameraman to cap, get the fucking biplane because Him. I mean like the biplane guy pilots he, like he's I'm just flying. flying yeah <laughs> I'm just flying around. Like I
0: don't know like what yeah <laughs> you know when someone's recording or not. It makes me think of uh that scene uh in the aviator, uh a movie that I fucking love, but yeah. where Howard Hughes is only like twenty-three but he's directing from an airplane. All of, yeah yeah he's like in the airplane <laughs> filming and there's like there's dozens of fucking airplanes that are like almost hitting each other. And it's like, that's how they filmed, yeah. you know, like dog fighting scenes like that. People crashed and died in real life. Like, it's or just fucking insane. Say
1: they don't make them like they used to, you know? They don't,
0: They don't, man. It's, it's all, insane, all
2: We're man. all just modern filmmakers or cowards. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. and you're out in the desert. Who wants to be out in the desert, right? Let me be inside in <laughs> a green screen or something. Like, if you're a fancy high-paid actor, like... Oh uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you you fly down to yeah. Atlanta and you film the new Marvel movie in a goddamn parking lot. Yeah. And, hey, if and you're call not
1: if you're not like shitting yourself due to just dysentery <laughs> out in the fucking desert, then you you should never call yourself a professional actor. And I'll put that <laughs> damn put put, put that, in. that into a into a textbook. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure the sag will help you and whatever, like, you know, yeah, but I heard, I heard some, I was filming with Delphin on a, you know, Emmanuel yeah. Delphin. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's a friend of, he he's a Delphin pod. Everyone knows him. Cause we're part of the same, we're mm-hmm. part of the same family, but apparently the sag, like you, like for every like puff of a cigarette, you get compensated for it. Hmm. Cause it's like, you know, cause a risk of, yeah, you, the risk uh, of, uh, you know getting lung cancer and and but but uh david fincher never gave he didn't give a shit he would just make his he would make his like uh actors smoke a bunch because that was you know that <laughs> the was vibe he wanted in all his movies and then rooney rooney mara apparently fucking like puked because she smoked wow. so many cigarettes holy shit she probably puked up that whole like uh pie, pie. she ate <laughs> yeah. (laughs)
0: Your mind went to the exact same place. I'll never forget. Have you seen that movie, A Ghost Story? Ghost Story, yeah. (laughs) Where she eats a whole fucking
2: pie. That's the best scene. scene, That was the best scene. Wild. It It was just long enough, I think. Man, that movie... Oh Man, you guys are reminding me of that movie right now. I felt like that ghost for the last year, living at home by myself, (laughs) like not going to work. God, yeah. A ghost story really
0: is a big 2020 uh, COVID (laughs) mood movie for sure. I could totally see that. Um, I wanted to go back to, you talked about the the match scene, Uh, literally the scene that coined the term match cut like match cut exists because it's, it's, really,
2: yeah, that, it's uh, cause it transitions to the sun. He blows it out and then it's yeah. the sunrise. It's and so I was such a brilliant, good.
0: yes, dude. dude, that's like, that's David leans. We talked about it in the first episode, but like, he's an editor. Uh, and did he edit? I think he edited this movie too, but, uh, he was an editor before everything else. And, oh, so he didn't, but I'm sure he was like, right. You know, very yeah. hands on. Um, but yeah, that that scene is like beautiful, where it's just you know the fire turns into the the sunrise and the desert. Yeah, um, it's just the best way to like cut from there to there. Yeah, um, it's so good. But yeah, it's like literally this movie coined match cut, like that edit is from this.
2: Huh? Didn't know yeah. that.
0: That's it's weird because you
1: see. think this match would just because you know it matches. I mean, yeah. this that's, movie. It's so Funny.
2: We're like we we're, we're talking about the plot. This is the part where they start to go into the desert. To, to get to Akaba, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're walking through the desert, and one of the guys gets lost, and Lauren's is like, "We got to go back to get him." And all the other Arab guys are like, "No, you can't. That guy's dead. It is and written. You're gonna, yeah, you're ah, gonna die. Nothing is if written if you go." And it's written. And he's like, "No, nothing's written." This whole thing to me, like, it is written, took me straight to Star Wars uh, to Mandalorian, uh, where the guy was <laughs> yeah. like, "This is the way," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Star Wars is also in the desert," and I'm thinking. Oh, that's interesting. Um, he goes into the desert and he goes away and everyone thinks he's dead and he comes back and they give him white robes and now he's Gandalf. And I'm just thinking, (laughs) wow, (laughs) like there's so many just references to things and it's, I just see, I can see how this movie spread and influenced other things.
0: Um, Yeah, it's, uh, definitely, man. I, you know, and I was reading too that, uh, and it makes sense, um, this movie was a huge influence on Dune. Uh, You know, read it last year. I could definitely see the DNA of like, dude, yeah, Dune is essentially Lawrence of Arabia sci-fi. Like (laughs) it is essentially the same kind of story. Like this guy gets in over his head. He kind of like becomes what he feared most, blah, blah, blah. It's like kind of such a similar thing. Uh, And, and yeah. And then like Dune obviously inspired Star Wars. It's like, yeah, yeah, I think the DNA of this movie is in so many fucking properties. Goddamn Avatar! Yeah, uh, I mean it's. I think it's in so many things. This is. I don't this know. Is such a good like, movie. I was blown yeah. away by watching this. I did, but everything. it's better. It's better than a lot of those. I think in that, like it. I th- <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, it is. It, because it because it's a character study because yeah. it's like, its its focus isn't spectacle and that becomes the focus of all of its, you know, the peers that were influenced by it. But this movie is focused on how fucking complicated and strange this guy was. Yeah. Um, And it's like all the better for it. Like it it makes it age so well, I think even knowing like, oh, this has influenced so many fucking things beyond, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Dune's the big one. Dune's the (laughs) one where I was like, when I was reading the book, I was like, which came first? Because this is, fucking lawrence of arabia um but yeah so the journey through the desert all that shit is is very stressful Mm -hmm. i found just uh in terms of like i can't believe people do Do this this (laughs) This is yeah or did this like i'm sure they still still do. do yeah yeah uh and that just fucking blows my mind like i can't imagine yeah trekking just dozens hundreds of miles with no just nothing yeah Because they must.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not like they choose to. They must do it.
0: It's a uh, huge difference there. It is written. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, because their whole approach is like, we can't approach from the sea. We'll get destroyed. So they're like, we'll hit them from the back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're going to trek like 200 fucking miles through the desert. We're going to go through the
2: unpassable desert. The anvil.
0: They'll never expected the,
1: the anvil i like that name for the, oh. the very difficult section of the des- desert desert
0: mm-hmm. the sun's anvil i think yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah where yeah where they have to start moving at night uh mm-hmm. sleeping during the day um but uh yeah and then during this kind of sequence he's picking up his his uh like assistants uh farage and what's the other one's name I Forget the one that dies in the end um <laughs> Yeah, he like gets his like two assistants. Dawood. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Uh, and I guess we should maybe mention what's his name. Man, I'm so bad with the names in this movie. Is this where they team up with the other guy? Is this where they team up with the dude? He's like dine with me. And uh, they, yeah, they like say something. play on his. Um, yeah, uh, his I,
1: use I, 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 something. It's a guy. I can't pronounce yeah. it. I'm that guy's sorry. cool. I like that guy. Do, okay, so yeah, t- t- <laughs> correct me. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Alda. And this might be bad. Yeah. Was his nose real? Oh, I don't know. Mm. It looked like it was discolored and it looked like it was possibly like,
0: you know. Okay. I did read that that actor. Yeah. Yeah got super into the role and like tried to make himself look as much like the real guy. So so I could see if he did augment some stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because his nose was a little discolored and I was
0: like, why? why Could be makeup too, I guess. The makeup makeup was was real heavy on this movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of those things
0: that Blu-ray kind of blesses you with Mm -hmm. is like... Well, the restoration's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like It looks so good. Yeah, for sure. I Yeah, I have the Blu-ray of this one and it's just like... Yeah, together with the cinematography it's it's like just one of the best fucking looking movies i've ever seen honestly Mm. um but uh, yeah auda is the guy who they team up with who um is real you're just like he's basically
1: a a mercenary Mm -hmm. uh, soldier uh, he's a leader of soldiers of fortune because you know they've been been paid by the turks a hundred guineas, hundred mm. guineas a month. <laughs> Who, what servant gets paid a hundred guineas a month? Yeah, and good old Lawrence said, "You know, that's fucking that a nothing. chump. That's that no- nothing, Come Akaba baby, though. That's where the real
0: money's at." And yeah. he lied. Yeah, <laughs> he just, yeah, just he's like, just literally just like, uh, he's, he's workshopping yeah. it. He's wife. workshopping it, man. He's he's fucking. uh yeah, he's, he's playing jazz there in the Arabian Desert. He's like, how do I fucking, like, we got to get a bigger the, army.
1: That's one of the best sentences i ever heard. Playing jazz <laughs> in the Arabian Desert. I, I don't know why I imagine Aladdin just, like, with a saxophone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just going off uh, with the Arab
2: <laughs> moon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Should have put that yeah, in the fucking... Oh, <laughs> you, you listen to the Blank Check episode. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. just stuck I in my head. Now. I, I, yeah, the music cue they talk about. Um but yeah, they get out on their side um, and they need his kind of like his guys for the for the raid on Aqaba. Um, yeah, you have you have that. Yeah, the dinner scene when he eats the food clearly doesn't like it. And it's him trying to win over that guy, mm-hmm. basically. And because he's also like he's the one who calls him English. Right. Mm. I think um, and they all so, call him English. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's not English won over. when they don't it's
2: not until he comes them, yeah. back after saving that guy that they're like, all right, now you're L Yeah. Like, R'ns. Yeah, because that's that's the one too that like Sher- Sheriff
0: Ali's like, he's yeah. out on Lawrence. He's like, this guy fucking sucks. Like this guy is not here with the best in- intentions. He wants yeah. to like sell us over to the the yeah. English. But the, yeah, he comes back with uh what was his name? Cassine. Cassine. Yeah, Cassine. And he's just like all right. Yeah. This, guy, mean, kinda, this guy's like, fucking for real. Yeah, this yeah. guy's legit.
2: Um, this yeah. guy's good. And yeah. Man, this whole movie is just so good. Like everything that we're talking about. <laughs> I'm like so excited. Um, <laughs> after they recruit um, what's his name? Um Aou- Aoud, uh, Aoud, Aoud yeah, uh after they recruit Aoud, yeah, um, they think that everything's gonna work out, and then suddenly Kasim shoots one of Aoud's men and the whole deal falls apart. And yeah. now Lawrence has to make a choice. What am I going to do to bring these two groups back together and to avoid conflict. And he has to shoot the guy who he saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to take the gun back from Shar- Sharif that he yeah. originally said, that's not my gun. I'm not a violent dude. Now he's taking that gun back and he's using it to, to kill this guy. That's right. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I'm glad you you, you noticed that. Uh, I mean,
2: I watched. I, I a didn't few, catch that
0: either. Actually, yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. a few
2: things after we <laughs> watched the movie. But no, it's just like there's so much to appreciate here. Um, and then he throws it away, right into
1: like the mm-hmm. fucking. I I wonder. So so, why do you think he does that? Because he he, did, he didn't like the consequences of of his actions. I think it's yeah.
0: He felt like he betrayed himself i think i think that's why he Mm. threw it away and also maybe that he realized how much he was into it and was like i don't like this he was like that's not good yeah yeah exactly he's he's very like self-aware because he's he's a very intelligent and like you said like emotionally intelligent guy uh yeah like he's very aware of uh what he's doing and feeling and Mm. uh (laughs) Yeah. So they, yeah, they get out of back on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally forgot. Yeah. That, um, you know, the, there's this tribalism, right. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of goes back to when, you know, uh, Sheriff Ali kills his guy at the well, it's like, he kind of has this confidence of, you know, I'm coming in here, you know, I, th- I think I can be a leader to these yeah. people, but it's fucking messy because there's all these different tribes that have different customs and you know and dis- histories
1: like-, like with each yeah. other. Yeah, you know, because that that whole blood feud was because of a prior like situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because that directly also it's almost as if all the blood feuds and all the stuff was trans laided over or or transferred over to Lawrence himself because he actually started feeling he started feeling those things, those emotions and the the spirit of the of the people because it directly influences his uh massacre of the Turks after the mm. the village. Mm-hmm. Um which was a real thing in history like the the massacre at uh forgot the name of the place but yeah T- tal talim or something something like that um yeah. yeah and like you know they fucking killed women and children i read a yeah. i read a passage from Lawrence's, uh diary and it said like fuck he he saw like a woman who was pregnant that had, was like just dead and like really graphic stuff like it was yeah. horrifying and obviously that that would uh so he 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 made it he made those people not monsters anymore like the the arabs but he made the turks the monsters mm-hmm. and was reactive with them and and that was the consequence of him being the leader of
0: this uh these these tribes now you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh yeah i mean it's and it's it's like it's complicated just like you mm-hmm. like how you and i kind of both had kind of different takes on his you know, the reasoning why he decided to kill all those guys, be like slaughter Mm. all those guys after they slaughtered the village. It's like, I I love that. uh, Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of internal shit going on Mm. and you can, you know, there's the notion that he has kind of like a, I don't know. It becomes like, he gets, there's a little bit of like bloodlust within him. Like he enjoys Mm, killing, but also it's like a justification for like all the terrible shit that they just did. Um. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it's always a mixture. It's never like mm.
1: one thing, you know. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's like his emotions were felt that, you know, he was angry about that situation. And then when he attacked, he started leaning into the emotions of the bloodlust and just... That's when it went into overdrive to where he forgot about what he was even doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. the the bloodlust was the one that was motivating the actions with the massacre of the Turks because, well, oh that one guy, what's his name? Um, his buddy, you know, tell him he said, yeah. "Call it off, like stop." You know, he, he just wouldn't. He, yeah. he just kept going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he Sheriff it. Ali, right? Yeah, it's yes, Sheriff. Sheriff. <laughs> his name
2: is Sheriff, which is yeah. crazy to or, me. Uh,
0: I think it's Omar, Omar Sharif, I think. I, hate, I think it's how... Yeah. But then his name is Sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> his name. Yeah, like, his, his name, name and is the character's <laughs>
2: name are really similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Um, can I take us to, like, historical inaccuracies? Is that... Sure, yeah, because you know, there there are plenty. Yeah, I was here, reading yeah. some, yeah. Because, like, we're talking about this this movie, it's entertainment and there's this character that's, they've put flourishes on the story to make it work as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's really interesting, the choices that the director made, right? Because he cast Peter O'Toole, who is like 6'2 or something, and yeah. the real life Florence of Arabia was like 5'5". Five five. Yeah, he was a short um, guy. Yeah. And a lot of like, the the way that that Aqaba raid went, was different in real life, the way that um, him reporting back to the British generals was different, and just the overall story of that final battle in Damascus,
1: mm.
2: it, it happened differently. Like, mm. um, it's interesting to me to think about a movie that was made with historical inaccuracies that everyone loves, and mm. if it happened now, people would be like, "No." You can't have uh, mm. Alec Guinness play this Arab guy. You can't tell the story <laughs> that didn't happen. Mm. You can't do this and this. Yeah, um, But it's just really interesting. It's a story that even today, I don't know the full story of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's an important part of us accepting it as Americans is just saying mm. this isn't history that we were taught in school. It's okay if you get it wrong. Like, I don't know. That, yeah. That's, like, what,
1: that's you know. what I go back to the thesis of... Uh, of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. You know, that movie is intentionally historically inaccurate. Like it, yeah. because to convey a historically accurate portrayal of how you ought to remember someone mm. as opposed to, you know, yeah. Like like I mean Sharon Tate for example, like the whole point of like Sharon Tate in there was to remember her as like this this a uh, flourishing actress at the beginning of her career, who was so enthusiastic about being in Hollywood and being in movies and mm-hmm. loving the movie industry, that no one in after the gruesome murder that she faced, no one gave a shit about her career in that way.
2: They said, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's right. the
1: chick who fucking just got killed by it." defined. Manson. Yeah. That's what defined, defined her. It. And you know, Tarantino did something very clever by making it. Intentionally inaccurate To portray truth And that's like fucking That's wild shit That's some wild shit (laughs) Yeah That is
0: Yeah pretty baller And that's
1: why I mean like When you take like movies like this It's like You can pick apart The historical inaccuracies But I think that would be Very just Surface
2: level stuff Where it's like
1: you know how have you heard of CinemaSins Brian or I mean I, I know mean, you I mean like,
2: yeah Are they the ones who were like everything wrong with Spider-Man yeah, is 21
0: minutes yeah, Look at yeah. all these potholes I can't believe yeah. Peter pissed his <laughs> pants in this that wouldn't
1: happen <laughs> you know stuff like that And it's like you're you're missing you're missing like the like the point by pointing out like well you know like that didn't actually happen with Lawrence of Arabia or you know that's like because you you're you're conveying like themes and that's like the spirit of it is more important than the the logical connective tissue unless the logical connective tissue is the thesis of the movie like something <laughs> like Primer you know like hmm. you know pick pick your battles on where it is knowing the intentionality of the director that's the key point you mm-hmm. know historical inaccuracies whatever it's like I I, I, I never thought. Cause like I I remember watching the Butler and I don't like that movie at all. But Lee Daniels the Butler, I think you mean. <laughs> yeah, Lee. <laughs> yeah, no. It's Brian. You know this? It's, you have to call it Lee Daniels the Butler for legal reasons because so legal. there was
2: already a the Butler. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Isn't mean, this is stupid? But wild. like you know, Just wild. He, he didn't have director like,
2: of. Precious. Oh, yeah. Based, yeah, that, uh, novel
0: based novel, on the novel. novel Pushed push push by Sapphire. Uh, bringing yeah. back mm. classic joke. <laughs> but no Yeah. yeah. Season oh, nine, just to finish so the, the point.
1: Yeah. You know, like he, he, the butler. He he only had one son. He didn't have two sons. He, you know. He just you mm-hmm. know, pushing a point about something. That's all. Yeah. And that's fine. Even though it's stupid, but yeah. You know, it's just, you have a point to make, and you kind of flub it a little bit to get it across, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there there was an interesting uh, side effect of, like, the, the hugeness of this movie and the fact that it was based on a real guy in that this movie did influence the biographers of T.E. Lawrence, huh. like, which is fascinating because it's like, yeah, I, and I, it was so massive. It was such a, you know, huge thing that everybody kind of saw and... Mm-hmm. You know, as a, you know, as a group, like kind of all took in this version of T. Lawrence, that it like affected biographers, Mm. you know, writings and books and stuff about him later on. Uh, Whereas I think like his like there was a biographer that was like assigned by the family uh, who said like. Yeah, I mean, it got some things right, got some things wrong. Like that that was kind of like his his take on it. But that's how like you know? I
1: mean, if I were to talk about you or oh, yeah. talk about you, Brian, mm-hmm. I would yeah. I'd fuck some things up. Like I wouldn't yeah. be right about some things. Yeah, and it's you know, in movies. That's how it, I mean, that's like storytelling. Yeah. You don't like there's this, there's this really fascinating field of study called what is it called? It's called histio histiology? I think that's what it is. No, it, it, shit, it's a mouthful. It is the the study of historians and then how they interpreted history. Ooh, shit. So it's like a, kind of like a meta thing, yeah. Because like if you're like a conservative historian, you're gonna look at things at more like a uh, like a capitalist perspective, or if you're a leftist historian, you're gonna look at things more of as a Marxist perspective, or if you're a scientific like kind of more based. Uh, historian. You're going to look at it in a more scientific way without the emotions associated with it. And that's, and they try in that field of study, they try to decipher like, like how is this historian influenced? Mm. You know, like how yeah. do, how, because when you, when you talk to anybody mm-hmm. about like, if you talked about even as recent as the Trump presidency, mm-hmm. I won't get too far into it, but you can look at the same fucking headline or they can like two people can witness the same fucking event right. and they're going to tell you completely different things. Yeah. And who's right. Both who's wrong. Both maybe. And I think it's a, a synthesis of the two in a way, but that's yeah. kind of like the beauty of it. Like what is, what is truth?
0: I don't know. That, feels, <laughs> No, that that's, Yeah interesting and that's like really uh, that seems really important to have that that feels Mm -hmm. like some who watches the watchman shit like like the people in control of history you know narrative written history that's like you know saved for future generations it's like yeah it it makes sense that you would want to like you know kind of
2: control the story control that narrative yeah because if you're you're a
1: Marxist like historian you're going to think of everything (laughs) as a class struggle or mm-hmm. if you're like a Christian historian, I think about yeah, yeah. as a um, po- uh,
2: a Protestant
1: yeah. uh, struggle.
2: So maybe not you know? so much control, but your perspective is going to be influenced by yeah. whatever your experience has been. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like what mm-hmm. else are you going to do? Yeah, you can't help it. You you. That's why peer review is so important. I don't think. I mean, yeah. now I'm doing like a plug about like, like peer review is very, very important that yeah. no one actually appreciates how important peer review is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: for sure. Um,
2: yeah. But uh where were we? We're like halfway through the movie. We, I mean. Yeah. I, uh, t- I talked about what I wanted to talk about, about this movie, which was the character and <laughs> some of the technical stuff um, that shot, the the mirage. How do they do that? Like, I've never Wait, seen... Which- When, when, when Sharif is walking out of the desert, the well for the very first time and you see like just a mirage coming out of the desert, how did they do that? Like, I've never seen a mirage. Like this is before computer. I I assume it's just, it's all in
0: camera, like practical in camera, like because, oh man. Yeah. This is, this is butting up against my knowledge of how fucking cameras work. (laughs) But like, I would assume that same optical illusion can be done in camera, right? Like, I mean, it had or, to have been done in camera. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. yeah like, they literally did it in camera, but yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You're right. That is a pretty wild for, shot. For, yeah. For which one? Uh, uh, the well. I mean, the well yeah. shot with uh, the sheriff the kind of coming. Yeah. The, like, capturing his. Mirage. I
1: mean, that's just a real, like, a real effect of light bouncing off of uh, very hot air. So mm-hmm. you see that all the time. Yeah.
2: Real thing. I mean, it's I've seen
1: thing. it, I've just never seen it in a camera.
2: Like, I've
1: well, I, I feel it's interesting. You know, the the, I, the yeah, camera, like, you know, picks up light, yeah. and uh, that's how light bounces off, in, you know, on hot air, it's going to give off that sort of weird floaty like uh, situation. But I mean, I do
2: understand what you're me, what you say. It's like, it's fucking cool, it's cool, that they, did, yeah. they did it, yeah. They gave him that black. Robe, like his costume, seemed mm. like it was designed to make that one shot work. Like, mm. um,
1: I love his little yeah. like t- he can make a little tent out of his robe. I thought that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, like a lot of there.
0: <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. the the crafty yeah. uh, stuff they yeah. they all kind of like figured out how to mm. how to survive. Man, it's it's wild. You just don't fucking see shit like that. Mm. Um, but what the quote I wrote down, and I'm trying to remember the full context, but uh, when. Lawrence says, why not Moses did? And he's he's already doing the like savior, uh, the like
2: he's the guy. Yeah, he's he's the leader and he's full he's comparing himself to yeah. This is like the last thing that I wanted to like. Mm. I have a question in my notes, right? So after intermission, he comes back, he's like loving it, and um he goes and he quits, right? He goes at one point. He just quits, and I was like, I kind of don't believe that this guy is quitting right now. Like, someone talks to him, and it seems like I couldn't decide whether he was trying to grapple with his uniqueness and just that he is a really special person, or was he just looking to be acknowledged by everyone?
1: Was that after? Wasn't that after he got broke? He
2: yeah, got it broken? was. Yeah, it was like after he got tortured, he went back, and he's like, I'm, I'm done. I quit. And yo so let's talk about that. Like why yeah. do you, why did he go back after well, he quit? Let's talk oh, about why did he go back. Yeah
1: yeah. We'll we'll get to that point after talking about like I think it's an important scene mm-hmm. where he because he goes and investigates um what's the name of the town? Uh uh
0: so this is yeah this ass, is post like, interlude I think one of the
1: Turk cities right? Yeah, yeah that that was that they're going to attack and he does the reconnaissance and he decides to he he says he's fucking invisible like he's a goddamn god or something. And he yeah, he's like I like, don't need you guys. Yeah.
0: He's yeah, he's high on his own he, shit yeah, for he sure. Is way too
1: <laughs> cocky at this point. <laughs> yeah, like this blonde blue eyed person walking in like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> and of course, it gets caught. He's like, keep walking, They're, they don't see us. So I'm fucking Ignore invisible. Them. Yeah, Ignore yeah. Them. no, <laughs> he gets caught, and
2: there is a. <laughs> He, he gets stripped and uh, yeah. What was the scene, dude? Oh, because it seemed it was like so uncomfortable. The that officer scene. had instructed his men to pick up dudes that the officer might want to fuck. That's, that's what
0: I, literally what that, I thought. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is that, that what that was? Yeah, it is. And Adam even mm-hmm. texted me, you had read that uh, he, he was yeah. sex, he was possibly
1: sexually abused in that Turk
0: yeah, camp, and that yeah. that's totally. The yeah, the vibe. The, the guy's vibe. like eyeing him up and down. He like pulls his robe off. Well, the, it's, the fucking uh,
1: close up that Lean does on his yeah. lips. I was like, whoa, God, this is out of fucking. Is <laughs> yeah. that left field? I didn't see this coming yeah. for this movie. And uh-huh. I've seen this movie before, and I forgot that like he was <laughs> yeah. like, you have fair skin, and.
0: uh, Going, I want to fuck you.
1: It was like got that's that right. Yeah, because yeah, there's
0: the whole fucking lineup yeah. of guys. Yeah. yeah, and then he like picks him out. Yeah, dude. And
1: then it's and you all. You think yeah. you think it's just because? Oh, he's like. Oh, they know he's
2: a spy or some shit. Yeah, it's but like, no, we it's know, like yeah.
1: he just wants to. Yeah,
2: yeah. This. And it seemed like he was the guy was getting off. Yeah. by being a voyeur, watching him be tortured. Oh, he was totally. Yeah, yeah. he's totally yeah. into it. That w- yeah. that really that really <laughs> is such <laughs> wild shit that you're like.
0: <laughs> oh boy, this! I didn't expect to see this scene in this movie. And it's really? important. Yeah. It's
1: important because it's a it's 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 reality again coming down to uh, Lawrence to where he is not a god. He is in a real situ- war situation, and he will he his cleverness and his charisma won't get him out of everything. Yeah, and he gets broken in by the the beating, yeah. and that's when he's like, you know what, fuck all these people, <laughs> yeah. I'm out, I'm going back to fucking Cairo, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do this no more. And that's what he, that's what he ends up doing. And yeah, uh, I, even the sheriff is saying
0: like, you're gonna leave all your people, and it's like, like yeah, dude, we're ready, people. Yeah, we're like ready to yeah. raid. Uh,
1: He has a wake up wake up call because like the the guy the Turkish guy says look at your fair skin and then you had that really important scene where you're he's telling telling the sheriff I like calling the sheriff yeah um, (laughs) look at my he pinches his skin he's like look at my skin I'm not I'll never be you
0: he has a great line where he says this is the stuff that decides what I want yeah which is like such a good yeah Mm. because it's like he's like yeah I don't fit in here like yeah yeah Um, but yeah, the, I, kind of want to go back because a couple more scenes that kind of further underline his kind of like ego, his like, you know, how powerful he feels, uh, the fucking train raid scene is such like, that is like a perfect, I guess, like set piece. Uh, and it's so fucking great. Like from, you know, the kind of practical, like just explode, they blow up a train. It like falls off the tracks and then you have, like, a hundred, you know, of, like, Auda's men and, and Lawrence, uh, you know, shooting at the train, just basically, which was real. It was a real event. Like, they did – man, some of the shit I read actually was um, uh, Jordan – the country of Jordan is still incredibly disconnected because of how many fucking bridges and trains that T. <laughs> Lawrence and his guys blew up. They literally blew up, like – 70 bridges. The, the, whole, the whole country still hasn't fully like or remotely repaired all of the damage that wow. they did, which is wild. Um, but yeah, no, this raid sequence is great uh, because... Because he's
2: standing on the train, he gets shot and he just yeah. stands there. And he's like, shoot me.
0: Yeah. Take your he can only get killed by a golden bullet, <laughs> which is yeah. the fucking wildest. Who says that? <laughs> yeah. It's such fucking like big dick energy yeah. fucking he's like that. So that's like yeah, I wanted to like underline that scene because it's like him kind of at his like egotistical the apex, yeah. The the peak, yeah. Uh there was something else I that wanted was to That was after his game broken in, wasn't it? No, no, because the train was one of the earlier things post-interlude. Mm-hmm. That scene, yeah, you know, the assault scene is like mm-hmm. kind of it's it's a, like 20 30 minutes after the mm. train raid. Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. Uh but yeah that's when they lose out as men, you know, it's been, they you like, know we kind got of old. Yeah, got they got all their shit and they're like see you next year. Yeah, remember when you he year. remember when he got the clock and he's he's
1: he's all mad that it didn't work. He's like <laughs> I stole it was practically <laughs> a steal honorable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't even fucking work. Yeah. He wants something. Yeah. And then the horses, wants, Jesus, so is, uh, that's probably uh, where a bunch of them died. Honestly. Right. Um, yeah. That I was like, geez, that's a lot of
1: fucking horses, right?
0: Yeah. You get all these horses on a real train and then, uh, but I wanted to mention about that first train raid real quick. Like, uh, after he gets shot and I think after he jumps up, uh, like, like he's fine. Uh, you know, Brent's music corner, <laughs> I want to, I want to make this an mm. official segment where I talk about it to
1: the infinite amount of corners.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The infinite cornered room. Uh, but I love that the, um, the score, the theme becomes like discordant and off on this. I don't know if you guys caught it, but it's like, um, it's, it's the du But it's like, loud and it's like abrasive and I can't even like replicate the sound, but it's like, it's flipped and it's off and Mm. it, it totally tracks with who Lawrence is as a character at this point. He's like lost the plot. He kind of like is all about himself now. Um, Mm. yeah, I just wanted to to kind of point out that sequence because it's just a really insane kind of practical Mm. set piece. But, uh, but yeah. And then after that he gets captured and, you know, it's all it's all downhill from, from there.
2: So, yeah. Okay. After he quits, why do y'all think he comes back?
1: You they, always come back, baby. You always come back. <laughs> always ask I, it for a That's
2: my mystery for this character. He, I don't he thought he was out. why he came back. Because I was...
1: You ask, you ask me if I'm back. Eric keeps yeah. asking me if I'm back.
2: <laughs> so, this is this is
0: like <laughs> the only note I wrote down in regards to that. Um once he's back, he remembers that he doesn't belong. Like huh. he there's like multiple sequences of him uh like convincing people that he's back and that, you know, uh it's all fine and stuff like that.
2: And I'm trying to remember some specifically. I write me down See like what I'm I think Faisal feels I'm betrayed. trying to remember the scene, but I feel like he goes back to England and he's telling the dude I quit, and the guy tells him you can't quit. You're the only person that can do this. And he says, and he well, got promoted. the major. Yeah, yeah, I know, as a major I know, yeah. I know. I know. I know I'm the, I'm the only person I know I'm a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm going to do it my way. And if, if we're going to get there first, then I'm going to give it to him. And uh, yeah. so for people who haven't seen the movie, uh, if, if me and the Arabs get to the Turk capital of Damascus before the European troops do, I'm going to let the Arabs take over. Um, yeah. yeah. And so he's kind of just like saying, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my own way. But I, I don't understand what he was doing there. Was he trying to negotiate? Was he really in this... He was trying to create an Arab council to where Arabia would govern itself
1: free of imperial forces.
2: So was yeah. him quitting? Was that him playing? Was he
1: bluffing? Him quitting or was, was more warning.
2: like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't, yeah. He was and struggling with his own identity, yeah. right? And and it wasn't until other people reaffirmed that for him that he said, okay. Well, you, if I'm yeah, the, the guy, yeah, I'm people
1: are just like you're. No, you're going back.
0: Well, and you we know what you. I think was Every, a big. And, well, because yeah.
1: they also just they also just knew of Lawrence. Like the 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 top brass knew of his importance now, and was mm-hmm. like, you know what, we're going to give you everything you want. Yeah. And Lawrence was like, yeah, all right, I want this, I want this, and they're like, yeah, yeah. fucking it, take it all. Like uh, the G- general Allenby was just like, right, 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 right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> after yeah, he's like listing yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. there's also a couple like really crucial scenes with Lord Faisal, mm. uh, that, uh, and I don't think we mentioned he's played by Alec Guinness, Guinness uh, and, uh, you, you know, very, you in, know, in brown face. And it's like, okay, but, uh, I mean,
1: he was, you know, he was very, uh, pretty he
0: good, was good performance. He was actually. He's good. He's like, good. He, he, I yeah. didn't know he was Alec. Guinness Omar Sharif, the way through the movie, <laughs> Uh yeah, Omar Sharif helped him with the accent, and uh and yeah, and he worked on it. But uh yeah, there's a couple of really good I mean, fucking. I don't quirks. know if he, he, he,
1: I don't know if he had the, his accent was like, he just sounded like fucking uh, yeah
0: Guinness with a little zest. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he so he sounded like fucking Obi Wan, you know, like yeah, he is. <laughs> Uh, George Lucas on the set of Star Wars just told him like, hey, give me, give me, give me Faisal. Just, give me, give bring me bit. Faisal, Faisal out. That, Let's get yeah. that going. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think Faisal is also an element of why he decides to go back because it's just like straight up like him shaming Lawrence in a lot of ways. It's like uh, he thinks Lawrence flipped on him. Uh, he has the quote, uh, you know, when Lawrence says something the, to the general and Faisal looks at Lawrence and says, He lies better than you, General, but then he is almost an Arab. Yeah. Uh, which is just such a good quote. And then uh That was like
1: a fucking power play by fucking Faisal.
0: Because think. Faisal thinks it's like, yeah. oh well, he didn't he wasn't authentic, he was trying to serve us up. Oh, mm.
2: uh, it's because the secretly without secret Lawrence shooting. knowing the Sykes Pico agreement had been signed between the French and the British, creating mm. Israel and all these other countries. That's right, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that's what it is. That's yeah. what it was, yeah. And so uh, you know. was like, did you know about this? And he says,
0: no.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't, right? Like, he didn't know yeah. about, he legitimately did not know about
0: it. No, but yeah. that plays into his quote, a man who tells lies hides the truth. A man who tells half lies has forgotten where he put it.
1: That's the, Which that's is, the one guy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the British, The what's his
0: name? The he He's the real politique guy. <laughs> The yeah. uh, very elf-looking guy. Yeah. Um, I had. Yeah, that guy's a that guy's a fucking schemer. That he, guy. he's a. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I would I'll give him a little name? bit more credit. He's he's like a he's like a, a Claude nation Raines. crafter. You know, like yeah. he 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 knows pol- he knows politics. Like if there's anything, that guy is like a
0: fucking. Expert he's the architect yeah. yeah yeah he's always the guy with like his his like hands on his hips who's just kind of like mm-hmm. observing but who like knows yeah. he's doing the fucking the chess he's like he's mm. doing the moves he's in uh yeah Claude Rains he's in uh Casablanca don't remember him in that but that was like 30 years before this uh Invisible Man and Mr. Smith goes to Washington so he's been in huh yeah he's been in a lot of stuff um but uh but yeah he's he's the guy who's outright lying to Faisal and, you know, meanwhile, Lawrence is... He hides truth. <laughs> That's yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, exactly. And F- Faisal's a wise man mm. uh, who kind of sees through Lawrence's shit. And I think he's a big reason why Lawrence is like, yeah, I, th- I yeah, I think I'm going to go back. I think we got to see this through. I'm thinking I'm back. I th- yeah. He's thinking he's back. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back. And he came back. He... And he did it big. Did Big Willie style. And did it his way. Big Larry style. <laughs> um... <laughs> We're yeah, he do did. a big hilarious style this time. Yeah, uh, and he, yeah, in his way, I mean, he gets a bunch of like murderers to be his like bodyguards. Yeah, he his whole disposition <laughs> changes. Yeah, he becomes yeah. like he becomes
1: more of that politic type guy. Yeah, like he's not as much of an idealist anymore. He sees how shit's going. He sees like how how really difficult it is to manage a fuck ton of people.
0: Yeah. he's
1: like, all right, we're just going to have to do this fucking dry and dirty, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, but it's going, but he still has the intentionality of, of still doing it for the Arab people, still establishing their own independent state. Yeah. So he still holds on to that last thing as like, all right, if I have to do, All this dirty scheming, like I've done before. At least let's get to that point.
0: Yeah, at at Damascus. Yeah, and yeah, and I I feel like uh, Omar Sharif's character is a is a kind of really interesting character to examine Lawrence's journey because when he comes back now. Omar Sharif is like really skeptical. He's like what mm-hmm. the like what are you doing back? And then he's like question, you know, he's trying to like hold Lawrence back when they're about to slaughter the guys, the the Turks who, you know, slaughtered the town. And he's like, dude, you're you fucking you've lost the plot, I think. And I, isn't he the one who says, uh, like, Jesus wept like three times after? <laughs> no, that was the uh, photographer journalist. Oh, guy. that's yeah. that's right. Yeah, Jesus I'll take this, wept. I'll, Jesus I'll take your wept. bloody picture of your bloody. And he's just like pissed yeah. off. He's like, I From can't the believe you bloody did this. newspaper. Yeah, the real
1: old timey kind of. I'll take your bloody picture for the bloody newspaper.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you have that great shot of uh, Lawrence like looking at his like bloody knife. That that's just like I think an iconic scene too. Mm. Him being like, who the like,
2: what, what? Well, there was a I
0: great doing? scene of the, yeah. the the wide of like the barren battlefield and the lighting
1: on that. It mm. looks fucking wild. Yeah, like he. I wish he would kind of. I wish that lean like kind of stayed on that for a little bit longer, but you know, like the purple Mm. hues and the Mm -hmm. broken up carriages, it looked like almost like a painting. Yeah. It was cause you saw like the dark clouds. It was
0: really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it reminded me too of like, uh, of Westerns. Yeah. Almost like, uh, they're portrayed to be kind of like the, Indians raiding a you know a party of like settlers in their yeah. carriages. Like that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Uh and it's you're supposed to be like, fuck man, what do you do? Like, I don't know if you should be risking all your guys trying to take it like trying to wipe out all these these Turkish soldiers. Hmm. Uh but yeah, I mean he's he's like too far gone now, basically, um, at this point. But um yeah, and then after that's Damascus, right?
2: It's the in Damascus, much, Yeah, Damascus and they have their know court thing or they try to have their council and it kind of fails. Yeah, yeah. because
0: of tribalism yeah. and, and mm-hmm. you know not yeah in and, and Paul and old traditions and yeah. The quote uh you you I think you texted me last night, Adam, the Faisal quote oh, at yeah. the end. That's so fucking good. It sums up like mm-hmm. the movie in a lot of ways, I think.
1: Yeah, it was when um they started dismissing um Lawrence. And in because like Damascus is taken, so it's like it, it's done. And mm-hmm. uh, now uh, Faisal and Allen B and w- whatever that guy's name, the British guy, have to work up like what's going to happen to Damascus. And you know they're, they're like you're you're a colonel now. Now go fuck off. You <laughs> know like hey, go back home. We we used yeah. you up. We're fine. Like Faisal used him up. So did Allen. Yeah. Everyone used him up. Now yeah, done and. Faisal, you know, he he is sympathetic in a way towards his, like, you know, towards uh, Lawrence's Mm -hmm. ordeal. So that's why he kind of gives a little bit of wisdom in the quote. I'm going to paraphrase it, but I I absolutely love it because it's completely true. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least I think it is. Uh, You know, war is for for young men so they can have hope and courage and peace is for old men. Who are cautious and safe. So Mm -hmm. let the old men do their thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking true. Like, like that's, that's like, that's reality. That's life. Like, you look at that, just how
0: wars work. And I mean, not
1: even just war, just like young people are full of hope and they're always engaging in conflict. Like, they they, wanna take risks. They wanna take risks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because they have hope.
1: And then they grow up and they realize. You know, maybe caution and safety is a little bit more mm-hmm. important. I mean, I was saying it's just the yin and the yang sort of thing. Like both are, um, you know, have their advantages and disadvantages. But I thought it was just mm-hmm. such a great way to kind of summate like Lawrence's whole um, arc because he was filled with hope and courage at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then he went down the uh the rabbit hole of war and conflict and came out as like this hmm. more I mean more mature, but maybe more cynical and wanting to mm-hmm. more cynical man about like how the real world works and how politics work and and he maybe needs to learn to be more cautious and safe, like Faisal said.
0: Yeah, and I uh which is so funny with yeah. how the movie ends. But uh yeah. which we'll get to, but because he didn't want to grow up.
1: <laughs> he yeah. didn't
0: want to grow up. <laughs> uh yeah, I was just going to say that the and I love that scene too right after that quote uh Lawrence like leaves and he's kind of like, "Well, I'm fucking useless now." And he's like walking out and it's like really long shots of him just leaving and then it cuts back to Faisal and the, you know, the generals and stuff talking and they're just immediately like getting into like negotiations and yeah. like Like, okay, I'll give you this if you give me that. And it's like, it's all the shit that like... You give me this, and I'll give you that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and and it's just immediately more efficient when he's gone. They're just like, Faisal's like, okay, now we'll start doing the shit we always do and just, you know, figure out Mm. what I need to give you and you need to give me and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: Mm. it's great. I love the way the movie ends because nothing happens. He's just on a road. He sees a guy riding a motorcycle, and it fades yeah. Well, before that, he sees he he looks at the the troop of of people
1: on was it were they on camelbacks? and yeah. he looks at them because he almost wants to see if there's if if the sheriff was there. I, I feel like because he was in black mm. or something, and it was like the last like like hope maybe like maybe I can just get off this and go join up, but it wasn't the yeah. sheriff. And he's like, well, I guess. The motorcycle is the way to go.
0: Instead, <laughs> it zooms by, yeah. and it's just like uh, this guy. This guy's never going to slow down, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's going to fucking, it's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, great movie. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, like what we missed. It's such a long movie with so much yeah, shit. There's like one thing I do have one criticism. Yeah. Um,
2: okay, halfway through this movie, I'm thinking, man, this movie could really use some women. And then right as I think that. Uh, there's a scene where there's a bunch of women on cliffs, just like chanting or like making a noise. And I thought, that's not what I meant.
0: (laughs) Well, and then, (laughs) yeah. And then the damn like village raid where uh, I I meant to bring this shot up because it's an incredible shot of like, like, yeah, like dead women in the foreground. Mm. uh, And then in the background, it's like something that I feel like, you know, uh, and we didn't mention, but like like Spielberg, this is like the movie that made him become a director, basically. Mm. Um, that I feel like he took from where it's like, yeah, have shit going on throughout the frame, like the foreground, the background, and it's just like so much shit happening. There's all these extras. There's dead bodies in the foreground, and I was like, huh, that's like a beautiful like frame, like that's a beautifully shot scene. Mm. Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean that's that's a fair that's yeah. I mean, fair like right. I don't want to. Just for me, this movie was really accessible for me, being a white man, just watching the story that's about a white man, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a different perspective and identity, I think you might have a harder time getting into this movie because it doesn't have some of those other perspectives that if this movie were made today, they would have forced a romantic something to happen. And I would argue that uh, it was almost like... the. I
1: I think David Lean was so true to Lawrence that he didn't even. I feel like the producers would have yeah. made him have a romantic.
2: Well, I appreciate interest. that they yeah. didn't do it. I, I like. I think yeah. that, that it makes this movie a little bit more unique compared to the ocean of movies that are all hmm. exactly alike. Yeah. To each other, not to this movie. Um, but that's that's my one criticism is that it might be something that's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of, especially a lot of older movies, you know, like this and, yeah. you know, bridge and it, it's also the subject matter. I think, uh, maybe bridge over the river, on the river quai more so than this one. Uh, cause it's just like about men more mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's definitely, I mean, that's okay too. I mean, like, yeah.
1: I mean, you no one has to watch anything, right? Yeah. Like you, that's what I see. It's like, you know, you can mm-hmm. choose not to watch and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah.
0: I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, not yeah. every
2: story needs to have everything. Yeah, yeah. It's you just, can just it, you can see it, the art, age yeah. on this movie just a little bit, and it mm-hmm. is partially the the subject matter. Just yeah, this is a story about things that men did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I just
1: you know like men were part of the army and they were the, the one. Kind of yeah, place. I mean, yeah. it's it would be so odd to just inject like you know women as like plot drivers in that because it would be inauthentic to its story. Not to say that women it, aren't yeah. important.
0: It's just that that was how it was then. Brian, have I you think. seen, it's interesting though, because uh, 20 years before this, he made mm. Brief Encounter, which is, have, did you see it's, Brief Encounter? Never seen it. And that I one would, is yeah. very, it's like, she's the main. She's the, the she's yeah, the main character guess. in that movie. And it's all yeah. about her, Story, So it's just, yeah, it's, it's, and it's like such a good fucking like romance, like romance movie. Uh, and the next movie of Lean's reaction, it cover dives st-
1: deep into like, you know, the, fe- the, the feminine perspective of yeah stuff like that. And I'm very, I was very surprised actually on how like, yeah,
0: for a movie from 1945, yeah, I think it came how out How much it leaned
1: into that yeah. perspective a lot, mm-hmm. especially her inner workings and not being afraid to talk about such. "Quote unquote," shameful, mm-hmm. like hmm. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I won't. I don't say it's shameful. It's just that the whole thesis of the movies that people would think it's that's her shameful. perceived. Yeah, yeah. shame. shame. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess we can do final thoughts on mm. Goddamn Lawrence of Arabia. I'm like, I I have so many notes, and I think we did cover pretty much uh, most of them. I did want to just mention that um, this movie kind of does have the uh rise and fall structure, Adam, like like we kind of yeah. used to talk about a lot with um with uh what's the goddamn one Kubrick's movie? Um yeah Barry uh, Linden. Barry Linden? Yeah, I mean it, it has a kind of Barry Lyndon because that one had an interlude too, right? Oh it had
1: everything, baby.
0: <laughs> it it does, yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean it has that kind of like you don't really see it too much anymore except maybe Scorsese movies like Scorsese Scorsese. loves loves the rise and fall structure of like witness the rise to power and fame whatever uh, and and watch them lose it all it's like this this has that structure too uh, which is a very classical thing I feel Um, but yeah Brian what what are your final thoughts on Lawrence of Arabia.
2: I watched this movie right before the freeze, right? So I watched this movie <laughs> and you guys heard me talking about how I was fascinated with this character choosing when he wants to suffer and how he wants to do it and why. <laughs> and then we had to go through this crazy thing here in Texas where for a week we didn't have reliable power or water. You couldn't go to the store. You couldn't go to a restaurant. Weird, yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm kind of like in this desert now. So... I don't know. I haven't really yeah. fully digested this film, but it definitely sunk its claws into me, and I, I just I want to digest it and marinate in it. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think that if you haven't seen it, that you'd probably like it. If you're listening to this, it's a good movie. Like, if you like movies, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Hell yeah, man.
2: It's definitely the...
1: It's like if you're a mo- if you're a movie person, like... I mean, why not see Lawrence? Of
0: Arabia? Yeah. Pop, yeah, pop this one on because uh, chances are it's influenced at least <laughs> one thing that you love. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a book, a movie, a like fucking
1: show. The mummy, the mummy with uh, the hut hut scene with uh yeah. with Evie, and Ooh. how she like I don't know. well, No, was it with uh, O'Connell and he like he like falls off or something?
0: Yeah, or her brother, right? Or is it's it bro- Jonathan? Bro- yeah, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, I don't. I, I like how I have these names in my head. Yeah, well, I love they'll
1: them never leave. Me. It's the yeah. Jonathan was so funny. He's such a <laughs> funny guy. But uh, uh, yeah, like hut hut, and then in the same scene happened in this one where uh, you know That's he right, does it yeah. and you know he falls off when it's all really funny and <laughs> um. I'm glad he brought up the marinating thing, hmm. Brian. Because we have this, this Oh like, boy it, Brent always forgets this I, I do I But do. I always like to put it In my final thoughts Because it's, it's essentially A final thought You mm-hmm. know, you know if, if If Lawrence of Arabia Was a A meal
0: What it, what would it be <laughs> um, Yeah Because we We Had stumbled upon Food metaphors Working food metaphors. Fucking Incredibly yeah. For movies Chest Somehow kiss, It works yeah. So
1: fucking well Yeah I don't know What it What it is but it does. And, and I I guess like with all Lean's
0: movies, it's like a fucking full big old course. Like, yeah, they're kind of, they're similar because I was, I was wondering just now, like Mm. what differentiates this meal from like bridge on the river Kwai. And it's like, they're both great meals and Mm. the movies are very, very different, but I'm wondering like, what is the factor? Hey, this is the, this is it, buddy. Listen up. All right? Okay. Lay on me. Bridge on the River
1: Kauai has, like, different dishes, and it's all, like, you know, they're all great, and it's all, like, sequenced in a very good way, but Lawrence of Arabia has the same dish but done differently as the story goes on. Like, you have, I don't know, let's say it's, like, steak, oh, but shit. steak is done. Like,
2: it progressively gets... Oh, you're doing like, like changes, a, like a four-course meal, thirteen courses. Yeah, this yeah. Is you gotta, you, you gotta. gotta with
1: with yeah. Leans Epics, you have like the multi-course meals. You know. Yeah. I mean, you start off with like a little appetizer at the beginning with the overture, mm-hmm. and you get a little taste of like who, huh. um, who, uh, who Lawrence is. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't know. What's a good we always go, we always go, I always go back to like, what's a good British
0: cuisine? And there's like no good. There's British nothing. Cuisine well, I'd say like a, sucks. like an Arabian or like Jordan
1: okay. or Middle
2: Eastern. See, you would have yeah. like okay. a, a, curry a beef maybe. Wellington okay.
1: slash kebab. I don't know.
2: Yeah, sure. What came to my mind, have you guys been to Chi Chi birds, hot chicken? No, I don't know, but it sounds delicious. I too. want to immediately now that you just um, said those words. So, yeah. I mean, they have hot chicken, right? Hot chicken sandwiches, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach's been making friends with these guys and he, he came home one day with this thing called like a bird's nest, which was like Fuck French fries what? and then this crazy slaw don't that even. is made out of like these weird no. Mediterranean herbs. I don't even know what they are, uh, but it's Fuck. just so good. And then they yeah. put the hot chicken on top and they drizzle like some sort of, I don't know what it is, like a spicy sauce and then like a sweet sauce. Anyways, what I'm trying to say Holy is it's got shit. this meat and potatoes thing. Yeah. It's got some spice. It's got this weird Mediterranean flair of I don't even know what these herbs are, but it's just you take a bite and you're like, "What is this?" Yeah. Oh, I know what this is. It's chicken and French fries. But you keep tasting it and it's different. And it's surprising and um the the, the that changes. That's the food yeah. that I'm thinking of. God damn it, dude! That know, is yeah. really
0: good. And I I would just like f- further say that I think. The spice doesn't come right away. You're like, I think I know what this is going to be. You start eating the chicken, the fries, whatever. And then the spice hits you and it's like, do I regret this? (laughs) This is like kind of hurting me now. Like to kind of track, you know, Lawrence's journey. That's fucking
1: good, man. That's a good. And then you think, like yeah. you know you take a sip of like milk to kind of cleanse your palate, which is intermission, <laughs> and then you get right back into it. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then it's kind of all burn in the second half. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of pain, but uh, but ultimately at the end you're like, man, I'm full. Uh, that was a good ass meal. Mm.
2: <laughs> I like this segment this
0: it's good. We always, we always find some it. nugget of like cool information, I feel. yeah. and you're 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 like the designated
1: food guy. <laughs> you are the food dude, you know? What? Yeah, you are the food guy. fucking um, I've been God cooking a man. lot,
2: and you know dude, those pizzas look sure. so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, your audience is gonna have no idea about the pictures I mean, of pizza oh, that I sent you guys. Hey, I'm gonna post them no, on our si- Twitter. Yeah, they're gonna be on our Twitter now. I'm gonna put a note. <laughs> if it's cool with you,
0: if I can post those pictures, <laughs> yeah, go
2: for it. Post. Um, I
0: Brian don't. P- I mean, I'm serious.
1: You should make a fucking food truck whenever this. Fuck. I'll I'll invest in your
0: shit, man. I don't know, shit. man. Food service
2: seems like a risky thing.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
0: no, at like, least. Yeah, we got to have some kind of like, we'll, we'll send, we'll like Venmo you some money for stuff. I'll yeah, tell you what, and I do we'll have do. like a
2: pizza party. Or uh, I'll shit. talk to you guys more off uh, off the record, but uh, I want to do a pop up. I want to, I want to do a pop up. I think those are Damn. fun. You can play around a lot with those, and I can learn a lot from some interesting people because it's something I've never done before. Mm. But starting a whole restaurant or a food truck, that seems like a massive undertaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pop up sounds fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adam, what about your, uh, final thoughts? Yeah. Um, Lawrence, I,
1: I, this is my second time I've seen this. I, I I watched this movie, uh, years ago and I don't really remember. I remember liking it back then. Um, though on this, uh, this viewing, I appreciate it much more than I did then. I think, Mm, uh, I think I picked up on a lot more of the themes uh, as opposed to kind of passively watching it, I think that, I, I think when I first watched it, I had a preconceived notion that maybe this is going to be some sort of Indiana Jones type thing, which is like, I mean, like, yeah, I think that I, I mean I I don't want to say that that's unfair to think because you kind of think of like oh it this seems is like an the adventure. real life
2: Indi- it seems like he inspired Indiana Jones yeah oh well, he did yeah. <laughs> Literally, like <laughs> this movie did inspire you. Yeah,
1: because uh, good old Stevie. Stevie, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was kind of expecting like that sort of adventure type thing. But now that I know what it is now, I had a more like appreciative look and that this was a very good like character study and focusing on such a very just very odd person. I mean, the way <laughs> he carries himself, like I thought he was gay for a good while. Um, Uh,
0: Yeah. Historians think he was, like, they're pretty sexual too or something. Yeah.
1: Mm. I don't know. But like, it's just so, it's interesting because like, you don't really see that with like uh, cinema and that kind of that Mm. age, like to have that sort of like character as like the main focus is very idiosyncratic like person, very flamboyant and not exactly the masculine uh, archetype that you get all the time back then even today mm-hmm. um so that's why kind of drew me in about him um and how he was still able to uh channel his channel that kind of masculine archetype within himself to do a lot of things and how that also fucked him up on his more uh empathetic and uh uh perception of reality and how he cares about people and how they all clash together. And you can only do these sort of things with an extended time period time, uh, um, four hour movie length. And <laughs> yeah. that's, and yeah. and that's kind of my, it, 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 when I think about movies like this and I watch this, it, it makes me sad in a way, you know, I, I think mm. about modern cinema and, There's still, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like there's still so many good movies that are being put out each year, but they're never going, they're never going to be this long. It's almost like a novel, this movie in a way. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have this intimate portrayal and you get to see it. And people say like shows do this, but I, I don't feel that way. I mean, that's me personally. Sometimes they
0: do. Yeah. Netflix doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mini series can, yeah. yeah, kind of approach the level like a of limited yeah. series where that's all it's ever going to be. The limited series
1: are probably yeah. my favorite. I will watch a limited series for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, though I, I will say like there is something about fucking a one sitting because I saw this in one sitting. Yeah. And there's just something about it. Something about like just being there, lost in it for a longer than the typical ninety minutes, is is almost like a spiritual experience in a way.
0: Literally three times as long yeah. as most movies. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because you there's and the. And I just fear that you know we're never gonna get this. Maybe Nolan can be our last like fucking. I always lean back on <laughs> Nolan because, he, cause he at least he does the practical shit. And you know like like Dunkirk mm-hmm. probably had some inspiration from this movie as well. I don't know, yeah. but it's it's just a shame. But you know what? We still
0: at least we had this we habit. At least yeah. we have it. Yeah. At it least exists. we have it. it yeah, exists. I mean, I yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off that, I think, for how I want to sum up my thoughts. Like it's such a yeah, I mean it's it's a shame that uh I don't know. It's just I keep thinking of like the uh you know, if you walked into a boardroom today and said, <laughs> yeah. "All right, I've got this idea." There's this. There was this weirdo uh, named T. Lawrence. It's going to be an epic about his, you know, rise and fall, and his, you know, disillusionment and possible, you know, psychotic tendencies. Uh, it's gonna be an epic but it's it's a character study about him but we need all the spectacle also so it's just like how where, fast where do we where do we put a uh, uh, Thor's hammer in that is uh Colson in this one <laughs> or uh, is Sam Jack he pops up at the end though re- it's just like I think <laughs> about that and end. how quickly you would get yeah. fucking just laughed out of the room um yeah. and yeah it's just it it uh, you know I can certainly see being like, bummed out about that but also it's like it's it's a blessing that we uh that we got movies like this and that they you know were such huge influences on Mm -hmm. i was going to say the visual style of this movie specifically influenced george lucas sam peckinpah stanley kubrick scorsese Mm -hmm. Ridley Scott, Brian De Palma, Oliver Stone, and Steven Spielberg. You can just leave Oliver Stone out. I mean, yeah, yeah, I probably could have <laughs> just forgotten him, but uh but no, it's just like it's yeah, it's like we said, the DNA of this movie is in so many things it's it has a lasting legacy, uh and yeah, every time I watch it, I pick up on new things because it's it uh it does what a lot of old, great classic movies do because they were kind of allowed to is that they can be dense and they can be complicated and, and interesting. Um, and I just feel like, you know, like what you were kind of saying, Adam, I think too, it's like today, a lot of movies, uh, there's, are so many edges sanded off I think. Um, and it's not all bad. It's like in, in you know, for good, good reasons too. But, uh, it's, it's great to see a movie like this. That's like a classic, and is kind of weird and dense and about a guy who's really odd and complicated. And, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's like, I think one of my favorite, uh, favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Go watch it. And, uh, I don't know what else to say about goddamn Lawrence (laughs) of Arabia. It's a, it's a good movie.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Brent, for the eloquent, uh, conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Brian. So, uh, thank you so much. Yeah.
2: It's Thanks always on,
1: a pleasure to have you on. Do you have anything you want to shout out to, to the millions of listeners millions who definitely listeners. are millions of people that <laughs> love our podcast
2: and do exist and yeah, absolutely do exist? Uh, I'll give a shout out to the San Antonio food bank, I guess That's hey, a yeah. hell, I'm not really yeah, making dude. anything, but uh, if you guys are looking to make an impact or support people here in San Antonio, San Antonio Food Bank does a lot of good work. Uh, they feed a lot more people than you would assume they do. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio is yeah. one of the most food insecure cities in the state, if mm. not the country, um, and they could use your help. Whether they need any food, do they need people volunteering, all that? The donations. Everything. Away? Yeah, donations. I mean, donations. I would probably just Google it. i do not yeah. <laughs> not their rep or anything. Yeah, but, no, it's um, good. Yeah, I've definitely volunteered there before. It was a lot of fun. You'll see um, they give a lot of opportunities to people um, who don't have a lot of job experience or are coming back into the workforce. Um, and then everyone, you know, if you want to contribute, you can go in. You can scoop vegetables for them. You can help them organize their warehouse. Um, a lot of times you'll see food drives at the grocery store as you're leaving mm-hmm. you can drop a can in their box yeah. um yeah that's
0: nice, nice. That's Thank a good you. that's yeah. a good uh one of the one of the better plugs i think we've <laughs> ever gotten that's a good plug uh yeah and keep an eye out for brian's pop-up uh <laughs> shit man let's uh Is that was called brian's pop-up? brian's pop-up uh pizza TBD. pop-up i don't know tbd yeah uh, but yeah, um and listen to all the Delphin shows, mm-hmm. listen to cover stories. How, how's
1: your uh podcast with uh
0: with the Star Wars and the books? Oh boy, yeah, geez. Uh listen, <laughs> oh yeah, boy. go oh boy. Uh, <laughs> go yeah, go catch up on the uh countdown to I'm sorry, countdown strikes back is Why the podcast. Do you always, name. Do I'm you fucking terrible. My memory's dog shit. Uh yeah, Countdown Strikes Back. We just yeah. finished Reading and recording episodes for Light of the Jedi. It's a good book. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about it. A mm. uh, you better say what you're going to
1: say, and I hope you say you're going to say what you're about to say.
0: Well, I'm going to say that there was a little cameo from one Ahmed <laughs> Best uh, on the episode, uh, and you know, Delphin played the audio on the on the episode. We were all very shocked by it. it. is very cool. Um, so yeah, go listen to that. Uh, we're going to be covering more books uh, in the future, and yeah, I think that's... I'm just glad you're reading. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's kind of what all of us have been saying is like, man, it it's like feels good and productive to like be reading <laughs> stuff again because I don't always read shit, so... <laughs> I could probably be reading better things, but uh, you know, no. There
1: is always good to be <laughs> reading, no matter read. what it is. Yeah, I I hate when people
0: say I hate reading. You're just reading the wrong thing, baby. You're reading the wrong shit. You're just a lot of good books. Yeah, That's, as I'm about to crack open into a uh, middle school Star Wars book for uh, <laughs> with very big font and everything. Uh, but no, it's going to be fun. Uh, go listen to that, uh, Adam. You got any you know, plugs?
1: Uh, uh. Thank you for, for all, uh, again, I want to just say another, just, just stay positive, everybody. I know 2021 has been a little bit crazy. Um, and I'm glad that you guys are just sticking through it. Everyone, I just love that despite, you know, all the negative stuff, I see a lot of light in a lot of people, you know, staying positive and not letting nihilism or cynicism or sarcasm bring them down. And that's, that's what I like to see. And I love it. And I hope that we can keep that momentum going and spread that positivity to all of us. And, you know, during these dark times, I've learned that, you know, friends and family are incredibly important. And I hope that I can say just to remind the listeners, like, just go say hi to your parents or go say, you know, go hang out with your family or go, you know, hang out with your friends in you know in the most socially distant way possible <laughs> check, but, check in on them yeah, you know, just, yeah we're all going to kick the bucket someday so why bother with politics am I right let's just try to be kind to one another be good <laughs> do something nice conflict to, mm-hmm. <laughs> enough
0: to, to go around yeah, yeah. do something nice yeah. alright guys well we love you uh, tune in next week for Hidden Fortress uh, yeah, yeah it should be a good one yeah should be a good one yeah we'll see you later bye